0: Welcome to Season 2 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes, In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 38 is entitled, The Four Great Laws of Liberty. In Democracy in America, Alexis de Tocqueville made the following observation. I sought for the greatness and genius of America in her commodious harbors and her ample rivers, and it was not there. In her fertile fields and boundless forests, and it was not there. In her rich mines and her vast world commerce, and it was not there. In her democratic congress and her matchless constitution, and it was not there. Not until I went into the churches of America— And heard her pulpit aflame with righteousness, did I understand the secret of her genius and power. America is great because she is good, and if America ever ceases to be good, she will cease to be great."
1: The book of James in the New Testament of the Holy Bible lists the four great laws of liberty necessary for a democratic republic. Our forefathers who founded this nation understood those laws perfectly, only by assuming that the majority of americans would live those four laws of their own free will could a true republic exist that is what sets america apart there have been many republics but only one america self-rule is its greatest strength and its greatest vulnerability number one the first great law of liberty is the ten commandments called by james the law of liberty number two The Second Great Law of Liberty is the Virtues of Christ, called by James the Perfect Law of Liberty. Number Three. The Third Great Law of Liberty is the Law of Equality, defined by James as having no respecter of persons. Number Four. The Fourth Great Law of Liberty is the Two Great Commandments, called by James the Royal Law.
0: The First Great Law of Liberty. The Law of Liberty is made up of the Ten Commandments. Without the Ten Commandments, there is no foundation for liberty. The reality is that we are both mortal and immortal beings. We have an immortal spirit and a mortal body. After the fall, man was cut off from the presence of God, referred to as a spiritual death. In addition, the body dies and the spirit leaves the body, referred to as a temporal death. It is complicated by the fact that a veil is drawn over our minds so that we do not remember anything that occurred before coming to earth. God is the Father of our spirits. We lived with Him in a premortal existence for ages untold, yet we have no memory of the pre-existence. We only know about our premortal life through the scriptures revealed to man through holy prophets. It is entirely an act of faith. That, of course, poses an enormous dilemma of government, for there are two governments called respectively the Kingdom of God and the Kingdom of Man. In the Kingdom of God, there are no man-made laws. Christ is the King, and His prophets preach His doctrine. It is a theocracy. If everyone accepted Christ as their Savior and His prophets as His divinely inspired leaders, then a theocracy would work. That is really what the millennium is about. When Christ comes again, he will set up a theocracy spoken of by Paul to Timothy, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. 1 Timothy six fifteen. All Christians look forward to the second coming of Christ, but that is an uncertain future date which no man knows, only God. Meanwhile, we must live together in harmony among people of varying religions, faiths, beliefs, traditions, philosophies, ideas, and viewpoints. For that purpose, we form governments. The Ten Commandments were given to the children of Israel, not only as laws to live by, but as a way to deliver them from Egyptian bondage. The first half of the Ten Commandments teaches man's relationship to God, The second half teaches man's relationship to his fellow men. The preamble to the Ten Commandments states, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. Deuteronomy 5.6 Following the preamble, the Lord lists the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt have none other gods before me, etc. The Ten Commandments were to the house of Israel as they should be to America today. The Law of Liberty. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, also said, Do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the Law of Liberty. Freedom in America was established on the assumption that the absolute laws of the Ten Commandments were necessary for freedom to exist. Today, there is an organized effort by warring factions in high places in Washington to entirely remove Christianity from our government. If that occurs, America as a nation will fall, and liberty will be only a name held together by a patchwork of evolving freedoms defined and redefined by the whims of the majority. It is not religion that social democrats dislike. It is Christianity. Christianity stands in their way of world domination. They are systematically replacing the Beatitudes given on the Mount of Olives with political correctness given on Mount Vernon The virtues of Christianity become the nation's vices, and the vices of political correctness become the nation's virtues. They seek freedom from the tyranny of virtue to assuage an uneasy conscience. They have opened the sixth seal, and who shall be able to stand?
1: The Second Great Law of Liberty The perfect law of liberty is comprised of all the virtues of Christ as listed in the New Testament. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. James one twenty five. To live the perfect law of liberty, one must be a doer of the work. In describing the perfect law of liberty, James lists many of the virtues of Christ. In James through 27 we read, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no bearableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. One can see that the perfect law of liberty is much harder to keep than the law of liberty. To keep the perfect law of liberty, one must not only keep the Ten Commandments, but also to take upon himself the virtues of Christ, be a doer of the work, and keep himself unspotted from the world. Some of the virtues are every good gift, every perfect gift, the word of truth, firstfruits of his creatures. Swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, receive with meekness the engrafted word, doers of the word, not hearers only, bridleth his tongue, visits the fatherless and widows in their affliction, keeps himself unspotted from the world. The perfect law of liberty cannot be enforced by law, it depends upon individual conscience, however. If people cease being virtuous of their own free will, no constabulary can enforce the law of liberty. Only a totalitarian state ruled by fear can maintain order when the majority of citizens deny virtue and follow the natural man. Listen to the words of Paul to Timothy. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing. But doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out and having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. 1 Timothy 6, 3-12.
0: The Third Great Law of Liberty The third law of liberty, spoken of by James, which I call the law of equality, is referred to in Christian terms as no respect of persons. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring, in goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? James 2, 1-4 But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin, and are convinced of the law as transgressors. James 2, 9 having no respect of persons is echoed in the declaration of independence we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness
1: the fourth great law of liberty when the savior was asked what the greatest commandment was jesus said unto him Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. But he added a second law, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40 The two great commandments which James calls the royal law include the law of liberty, The perfect law of liberty, and the law of equality. If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself ye do well. Notice that the further one moves away from the royal law, the more specific man-made laws must become. For example, if one lived the royal law perfectly, there would be no need for the law of liberty, the law of equality, and the perfect law of liberty. It is a continuum. The less we love God and our fellow man, the more laws that must be generated to govern our behavior. It is true in the laws of God as well as the laws of man. History is an illustration of that truth. The first five of the Ten Commandments deal with our love for God. 1. Have no other gods before me. 2. Do not worship idols. 3. Do not take the Lord's name in vain. 4. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Five, honor thy father and thy mother. The last five commandments deal with our love for our neighbor. One, do not kill. Two, do not commit adultery. Three, do not steal. Four, do not bear false witness. Five, do not covet. I include commandment five, honor thy father and thy mother with the first four because it is through the marriage covenant that God sends his children into the world. The first four commandments deal with honoring our father in heaven. The fifth deals with honoring our father and mother on earth. We are meant to see the parallel. The last Five Commandments deal with our love for our fellow men. The less moral the people are, the more government must regulate behavior. Think of how many laws are created by man simply to address the violation of the last Five Commandments. The primary difference between a democratic republic and a totalitarian state is the number of laws that are enforced by government. As man-made laws increase freedom diminishes. Socialism is a move away from democracy. Communism is a move away from socialism. And totalitarianism is the ultimate loss of freedom. It is a slippery slope. Once we abandon the laws of liberty, we immediately begin to fall toward a totalitarian state.
0: Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.
1: In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.